I have good news for you about South Africa. Oh, thank goodness. You are listening to Politically Uncomfortable, a daily podcast covering political and social ideas with uncomfortable viewpoints. We are your hosts, and you're listening to episode number 12. Okay, so I have some redeeming news for South Africa. Let me guess. They, uh, they're they giving all the land back. They're not going to kill anybody for sure this time, for real. I don't have that great news. I have the fact that ANC in South Africa says that their land expropriation bill, which mm-hmm. was the one where they were going to take the land from the people without any payment and give it to the non-Africaners, as they're called, they are going to withdraw it due to international pressure. Why don't you give the listeners some background on this whole situation? Because I know that you've been looking into it longer than I've been looking into it. The current situation is that the Communist Party in South Africa was seeking to take land from white farmers and redistribute that land to the population that isn't white. That's basically been the primary contention for a little while. Um, so they, they're they no longer going to be taking the land? Is that right? Yes and no. So this, this bill was proposed, I guess, originally in 2015. And the way they had it, they still have it now and had it before, was that the government was actually paying white farmers for the land, whoever would be willing to take the land, and then they were redistributing it. But I guess they didn't feel like enough people were selling it, so then they were going to forcibly take it. So now they've reneged the bill to do it. So it's technically not on the books to do that anymore. It doesn't mean it's gone because there's been the violence, and I don't think necessarily the violence is going away. So I don't want to give you too much hope, and I'm, it's not to say that it won't try to happen again when everyone's not paying as much attention to it. Yeah, I mean, to me, this feels like, you know, they're under the spotlight right now, and as soon as the spotlight goes away, like nothing's going to have changed. Yeah, since 1994, which is the end of their apartheid period, which they've had since, like, I guess 1948, they had a willing seller, willing buyer model, where if someone's willing to sell it, the government would buy it back and try to redistribute it. Uh, by the way, they've had 15,000 of those people who are settled there that they're taking land from and etc. try to move to Russia. Oh yeah, I think that's going to be a big destination. But you're referring to the white people or the Afrikaners, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the Afrikaners. Connors. I, I don't think they're safe. There's been 74 farm murders and 638 attacks in 2016 through 2017 alone. And South African officials reportedly seized two farms last week from owners who refused to accept the government set compensation. I think this is just going to continue happening without a bill. Like, yeah. The and policy's obviously still there. Yeah. In fact, I, I think the best thing to do, unfortunately, is if the government's willing to buy it, sell it to them and get out of there. Because no, that's what they're doing right now. And if then the if they say no. Is enough to leave the country <laughs> or even close or even anything. <laughs> they're, they're going to go back to that practice of nothing sooner or later. Yeah. So take whatever comes and get the heck out. Yeah. I mean, that was just last week. With the two farms, so because that just you know they're gonna come along, and not only they're, are they going to take it, they may charge you for whatever loans you still have on that property, and then they may kill you anyway. Um, they've been pretty clear in their communist party there that they mean business as far as it comes to hurting you and taking that land. Yeah, that was just taking it by force was going to be an amendment to their constitution. Yeah, I'm not sure I would say it's good news. It's more like lukewarm news. I mean, the at least you. I guess the good news about it is it's bought the people there who are being oppressed, the Afrikaners who are being oppressed, some time. I think the phrase that people need to use too when they're talking about it is oppressed. I think it's a clear path to extermination. 
they're removing these people's finances, their way of living, their ways of feeding themselves. And there's really only one thing left after that. Yeah, and also that they're taking away people who are not the white settlers or the white minority in South Africa's ability to to be able to feed themselves as well because they don't know how to farm when they're giving them this land. So it's just going to waste. Yeah, this this situation's not going to end well no matter what path it takes on its current trajectory. Um, So really, you just need to get off... A plane, <laughs> if you can. Yeah, uh, this train has left the station. It's not going anywhere good fast. Anything else you want to add to this? Um. Well, frankly, um, you know, God watch over the people, the Afrikaners who are there, and frankly, you know, any anyone else, because this kind of oppression can cause retaliation on any side. Yeah. And so I, I really just hope that. You know, as few people as possible are harmed on any side. It's truly a horrible situation, and people do retaliate. And yet I feel that it's wishful thinking to think anything but extreme poverty is going to occur. Like, they already have extreme poverty in South Africa, but it's going to increase. Civility is going to decrease. I think they're, they're on their way to being 90%, you know, 90% plus unemployment like Zimbabwe. Yeah, I, I think, I don't think it's going to, you know, this is obviously something that I don't think is going to stop just with uh, white farmers. And I knew a guy, I don't want to drop his name in the podcast, who was um, an Afrikaner in South Africa. And even as a outspoken homosexual, he was dealing with being treated a certain kind of way because of this of his skin color. This is really strange uh, when you think about it, but it's it's just because this is principle. You can't say it's wrong against these. See, in this, our it's civil, our current civil rights act is what's throwing people off. People think we have a, laws in our country against discrimination against someone's race, against racism, but we don't. We have it's illegal to do certain acts against certain protected races and genders in the United States. Not not period. But that's not strange across the board. Like, in where we live, the left is pretty heavily associated with rights and, frankly, liberties to people who are homosexual or trans or any of that, right? What associated with? You mean in theory? Because in reality, that's the birthplace of the Democratic Party of the Ku Klux Klan division. In America, you know, the left is heavily associated with homosexuality and trans people and all of that. But if you look across the world, communism and Nazism and socialism have a long track record of not only prohibiting sexuality like homosexuality they have a record of killing people who are homosexual so it's not uh, the left is is, is 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 pro a certain religion that i think i'm not allowed to say but there's a religion out there i don't want to say its name you know what it is that beheads people who are gay so you can't tell me that they're pro no um so it's really not strange at all to me that South Africa would be okay with treating homosexual bad. <laughs> and the fact that he's white is just, you know, icing on the killing cake. And I, it's one of those things where he's just being culturally, to my knowledge, he was being culturally harassed. But this is, again, somebody who, and it, it was not necessarily for his homosexuality, it was because of his skin color. But again, we're talking about someone who 
was like 15, 16, 17 years old when this started happening to my knowledge. I mean, it could have gone even further back. And you're just like, I, I think people have accepted that, that it's okay because in 1994, you know, and, and those atrocities were real. But the idea that the way to fix an atrocity is not through creating further atrocities. It's, it's hard to... It's hard to get people to agree with that in action. Even if you get people to agree with that in word, in action, people are like, I want this group to pay. And a lot of times when people say a group, they start associating people that have nothing to do with the reason why they are where they are, but they still want to give it to that group. They just, I think that's one of those things I was telling you about when people get tortured and we're talking about John McCain, which we'll talk about in a later podcast. We're talking about someone who was a prisoner of war, who was a warmonger. And I know people are going to be upset about me saying that because he died, but let's not change history. That's exactly what he was. I think it's the same principle that causes people who, not all, but some people who were abused to go on to abuse others. People who were abused as children... You know, they go on to abuse other people in a lot of areas of life. It's not across the board. Right. But in a lot of areas, you know, if somebody was sexually abused, a lot of those people do go on to be sexual abusers themselves. A lot of people who are beaten as children go on to beat their children in kind. And it's it's messed up. And you would think and pray that it ends somewhere, but it's still going on today in all of these areas. I think as long as people take the perspective of, well, let's just let's just pray about it as if they're going to stop there. What is it Benjamin Franklin who said, God helps those who help themselves? And I, I, I like to uh, remember that phrase because I'm like taking the onus of self res- of responsibility there and saying we need to fix this problem. I think if you if a group doesn't take that responsibility of looking to themselves of how can I fix it? What responsibility can I take if there's any at all that I can take in starting there? Then you're pretty much doomed. There's there's no hope. You heard it here. Take responsibility. Oh. South Africa. <laughs> I don't think I was telling uh, South Africaners to take um, responsibility for being treated poorly. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you in the next podcast. See ya.